Chapter twenty six of Notes on the Book of Genesis by Charles Henry Mackintosh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. Chapter twenty six. The opening verse of this chapter connects itself with chapter twelve. There was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. The trials which meet God's people in their course are very much alike, and they ever tend to make manifest how far the heart has found its all in God. It is a difficult matter, a rare attainment, so to walk in sweet communion with God as to be rendered thereby entirely independent of things and people here. The Egypts and the Girahs which lie on our right hand and on our left present great temptations, either to turn aside out of the right way, or to stop short of our true position as servants of the true and living God. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Girah. There is a manifest difference between Egypt and Girah. Egypt is the expression of the world in its natural resources and its independence of God. My river is mine own, is the language of an Egyptian who knew not Jehovah and thought not of looking to him for aught. Egypt was, locally, farther removed from Canaan than Gerar, and morally it expresses a condition of soul farther from God. Gerar is thus referred to in chapter 10, and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gerar, unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah, and Admar and Zeboim, even unto Lasha, verse 19. We are informed that from Gerar to Jerusalem was three days' journey. It was, therefore, as compared with Egypt, an advanced position, but still it lay within the range of very dangerous influences. Abraham got into trouble there, and so does Isaac in this chapter, and that, too, in the very same way. Abraham denied his wife, and so does Isaac. This is peculiarly solemn. To see both the father and the son fall into the same evil in the same place tells us plainly that the influence of that place was not good. Had Isaac not gone to Abimelech, king of Gerar, he would have had no necessity for denying his wife. But the slightest divergence from the true line of conduct superinduces spiritual weakness. It was when Peter stood and warmed himself at the high priest's fire that he denied his master. Now it is manifest that Isaac was not really happy in Gerar. True, the Lord says unto him, Sojourn in this land. But how often does the Lord give directions to his people morally suitable to the condition he knows them to be in, and calculated also to arouse them to a true sense of that condition? He directed Moses, in Numbers 13, to send men to search the land of Canaan, but had they not been in a low moral condition, such a step would not have been necessary. We know well that faith does not need to spy out when God's promise lies before us. Again, he directed Moses to choose out seventy elders to help him in the work. But had Moses fully entered into the dignity and blessedness of his position, he would not have needed such a direction. So, in reference to the setting up of a king in 1 Samuel 8, they ought not to have needed a king. Hence, we must always take into consideration the condition of an individual or a people to whom a direction is given before we can form any correct judgment as to the direction.
but again it may be said if isaac's position in gerar was wrong how do we read then isaac sowed in the land and received the same year an hundredfold and the lord blessed him verse twelve i reply we can never judge that a person's condition is right because of prosperous circumstances we have had already to remark that there is a great difference between the lord's presence and his blessing many have the latter without the former and moreover the heart is prone to mistake the one for the other prone to put the blessing for the presence or at least to argue that the one must ever accompany the other this is a great mistake how many do we see surrounded by god's blessings who neither have nor wish for god's presence it is important to see this a man may wax great and go forward and grow until he becomes very great and have possession of flocks and possessions of herds and great store of servants and all the while not have the full unhindered joy of the lord's presence with him flocks and herds are not the lord they are things on account of which the philistines might envy isaac whereas they would never have envied him on account of the lord's presence he might have been enjoying the sweetest and richest communion with god and the philistines have thought nothing whatever about it simply because they had no heart to understand or appreciate such a reality flocks herds servants and wells of water they could appreciate but the divine presence they could not appreciate however isaac at length makes his way from amongst the philistines and gets up to beersheba and the lord appeared unto him the same night and said i am the god of abraham thy father fear not for i am with thee and will bless thee verse twenty four mark it was not the lord's blessing merely but the lord himself and why because isaac had left the philistines with all their envy and strife and contention behind and gone up to beersheba here the lord could show himself to his servant the blessings of his liberal hand might follow him during his sojourn in gera but his presence could not there be enjoyed to enjoy god's presence we must be where he is and he certainly is not to be found amid the strife and contention of an ungodly world and hence the sooner the child of god gets away from all such the better so isaac found it he had no rest in his own spirit and he assuredly did not in any wise serve the philistines by his sojourn amongst them it is a very common error to imagine that we serve the men of this world by mixing ourselves up with them in their associations and ways the true way to serve them is to stand apart from them in the power of communion with god and thus show them the pattern of a more excellent way mark the progress in isaac's soul and the moral effect of his course he went up from thence the lord appeared unto him he builded an altar he called upon the name of the lord he pitched his tent his servants digged a well here we have most blessed progress the moment he took a step in the right direction he went from strength to strength he entered into the joy of god's presence tasted the sweets of true worship and exhibited the character of a stranger and pilgrim and found peaceful refreshment an undisputed well which the philistines could not stop because they were not there these were blessed results in reference to isaac himself and now observe the effect produced upon others 
then abimelech went to him from gerar and ahuzath one of his friends and phicol the chief captain of his army and isaac said unto them wherefore come ye to me seeing ye hate me and have sent me away from you and they said we saw certainly that the lord was with thee and we said let there now be an oath betwixt us etc the true way to act on the hearts and consciences of the men of the world is to stand in decided separation from them while dealing in perfect grace toward them so long as isaac continued in gerar there was nothing but strife and contention he was reaping sorrow for himself and producing no effect whatever upon those around him on the contrary the moment he went away from them their hearts were touched and they followed him and desired a covenant this is very instructive the principle unfolded here may be seen constantly exemplified in the history of the children of god the first point with the heart should ever be to see that in our position we are right with god and not only right in position but in the moral condition of the soul when we are right with god we may expect to act salutarily upon men the moment isaac got up to beersheba and took his place as a worshipper his own soul was refreshed and he was used of god to act upon others so long as we continue in a low position we are robbing ourselves of blessing and failing totally in our testimony and service nor should we when in a wrong position stop to inquire as we so often do where can i find anything better god's order is cease to do evil and when we have acted upon that holy precept we are furnished with another namely learn to do well if we expect to learn how to do well before we cease to do evil we are entirely mistaken awake thou that sleepest and arise from among the dead and what then christ shall give thee light my beloved reader if you are doing what you know to be wrong or if you are identified in any way with what you own to be contrary to scripture hearken to the word of the lord cease to do evil and be assured when you have yielded obedience to this word you will not long be left in ignorance as to your path it is sheer unbelief that leads us to say i cannot cease to do evil until i find something better the lord grant us a single eye and a docile spirit end of chapter 26